Hello guys, welcome to the podcast. It is so nice to have you here. Thank you so, so much for joining me. Today's podcast episode is coming right on time and is very much in alignment as moving on has been the highlight of my past few weeks. Lately, I have been very, very dysregulated off of my routines, off of my rituals, and just busy, busy, busy. And that's why I could not podcast for a few weeks because there has been so much happening in my world, so many shifts, and I really just need time to take a deep breath. Um, Recently, you guys know that I had my remote job and I was very excited about it. However, it was not too long ago. I think it was two days ago. I made a decision to not continue the remote job. There was a plethora of reasons, but I ultimately made the decision to discontinue my work there and find another place that gave me better benefits and was more manageable and Somewhere where I knew that, okay, yes, this is me. The remote job I had was, I love my team so, so much. I love them. They were the sweetest of people, always down to help. However, I just know that there is better out there and there are plenty of remote jobs that can give much, much amazing benefits with the skills that I have. So I decided to not continue working there. And also there was many technical issues. So lots of things played into why I made the decision to not continue, but I feel at peace with my decision and I love my decision. And talking about moving on because I've moved on from so many other things in the past and with me being celibate, I feel like all of these things played so much into why I have so much peace in my decisions when I move on and why moving on nowadays don't hurt like it used to hurt. Like nowadays, I can navigate through it. So when I decided to not continue my job, I did feel a little bit of sadness because I was going to miss my team, of course. However, the next day I woke up and made myself some food, went out and jogged, meditated, um, spent some time in my garden. And I just really gave myself a good pep talk and coached myself. And I feel so good and renewed and I feel the best. So everything is good. However, there has been so many shifts and this is one of the shifts that I just had to put my attention on. So I had to go away for a little while, but now I'm back and I want to deliver you guys this podcast episode because I feel like a lot of girls need it. I can feel it. I feel like this is very much in alignment. So I don't want to hold up any more time. Let's go. Oh, and also too. Thank y'all so much for the reviews. Um, A lot of you guys put reviews on my Apple. I still need my Apple to catch up with my Spotify girls. My Spotify girls are doing amazing. I have over 100 reviews on Spotify. So you guys are doing the thing. Apple, I see y'all trying, but I need y'all to catch up with my Spotify girls. The Spotify girls, they are doing it. So shout out to y'all i love 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 y'all so much y'all have been with me since day one and i love being on this journey with y'all it's truly amazing i'm about to be 11 months celibate in august and it has been literally the most beautiful journey ever so thank y'all so much for just being so supportive and kind now let's not hold up any more time let's jump into this podcast episode The greatest gift a woman can give herself is moving on. The most sacred, the most self-honoring act a woman can do is move on. This can be from a friendship, a meaningless job, an ex that did not serve her. Anything that did not uphold your value, the best and most loving, most gracious thing that you can do is move on. Why is moving on always rejected? Why is this gift not received? Because it's a gift. So if it's a gift, why do a lot of women not want to receive it? It's because this gift is a soul gift. This gift is a spirit gift. And a woman has to be so fully intact with her soul and spirit to receive this gift. The gift of moving on comes from the highest source. It comes from God. It comes from divine mother. It comes from the highest of highest angels. And this is why, although some women can receive this gift, there are those who reject it. And they reject it because it's a gift that requires the soul. 
And when we speak of moving on, right, let's get rid of the idea that moving on is completely forgetting, not caring, nonchalant, I don't care. Within moving on, you can still deeply care about a person or thing. And also, I I would love to say, within moving on, you can also hold the fact that you don't want to move on, right? And within my journey of celibacy and also just my own self-actualization journey, I had realized that moving on is such a beautiful thing. And there was a time when I would reject it because I felt like I had to ignore everything. I had to forget everything until I realized I can still be in that place while moving on. So for example, right, I'll use a past partner. So when I was dealing with a past partner, I have I have a few. So not just my ex, but a different past partner. And I remember I was really into this person. And I knew the only way for my life to have got better was if I moved on from that person. So I ended up moving on. And it took me a while to realize within that journey, I could still care about them. I could still love them. I could still wish them the best while actively moving forward. Moving on is saying, as long as your feet is at that door, you're doing fine. But the notion around moving on is, oh, I forgot about it. I'm doing good. You can be doing terrible (laughs) and still be moving on. You can feel terrible and still be moving on. You can feel everything but good and still know that the right decision is moving on and that's why when it comes down to the gift of moving on it's such a complex gift because although yes a gift open it embrace it it'll do you good it's also like there's a lot of feelings and the heaviness and grief that comes with it that ultimately opens the woman heart and that's why it's a gift because although it can grieve the woman greatly and send her through this painful death cycle, in the end, it opens her heart. Grief opens the heart. That deep feeling of missing someone or missing something and loving and yearning for something is actually opening you up. It's not closing you. So this is why it's so important that women understand moving on is so incredibly beneficial when moving on is the act of soul it requires the spirit understanding it requires more than just the thinking mind yes the thinking mind is important within moving on but the reason why a lot of women fail and also too this is speaking from experience personal experience what was stopping me a lot was I kept just thinking from the thinking mind and my soul wasn't there. And so when moving on, it's important that you understand your soul has to be intact because see your soul, your soul consciousness can do more and see more beyond what the thinking mind limits. When a woman initiates, she'll find that moving on is deeper than what her human vessel limits her to see think and feel in order to truly move on she has to go within it is the only way when moving on and when I decided to move on from my past relationship I had to realize that I owed it to myself it was no longer about trying to prove to him something trying to prove to this person something it was about This is the moment where I can prove to myself that I ultimately deserve the best. And I owe myself this. I'll never get my dad told me just recently. And um, he told me, Allison, this period of your life, don't make it about proving something to the world. Make it about proving it to you. A lot of times we are always looking at proving it to someone else proving it to that person. And we forget that it's ultimately about proving it to yourself. And he told me that. And with them moving on, women must understand that you owe it to yourself to do that. You owe it to that version of yourself that wasn't treated right, that had values that weren't respected. You owe it to you before you owe it to anybody else.
And she must also understand that this journey is personally hers. It's nobody else. And don't let anyone rush you. So when moving on, it's, it's very vital that women understand that this journey is not a journey to be rushed and it takes time. And one thing that I learned from myself is I require time. So I give myself that respect of space. When it comes down to past partners or anybody that I cut off, anyone that I don't deal with or any environment that I am no longer in, I never go back. And I know my no contact podcast, um, I know my my advice on my TikTok concerning past things and past people, people are like, oh, well, you can always go back to it if it changes. And my advice is always to never go back. And although, you know, there can be instances in where a person or thing do, does change. And so when you go back, it can be a safer place. However, my first advice initially will always be never, ever go back to the old thing. Never, ever go back because it has never benefited women really ever to go back. Moving forward has always benefited women. Moving and progressing has always benefited women. When a woman decides to move, her life gets better. Why do you think after a woman leaves a job or a relationship, her life just clicks? Everything comes into shape and it's because when a woman moves god and divine mother sees that and they bless her i have never really ever seen a woman get blessed from going back to something and let me add some nuance there right i know you're probably like well no 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 I have seen it, right? So there are some women who I've seen, and like, okay, you know, her ex is now doing good. So, you know, he's changed his life. He took accountability. So I guess, you know, go back, try it again. Sometimes it works, right? It can work. However, ultimately, that is never the thing that benefits women. That's like a she beat the odds kind of situation, right? That's the perfect way to put it. She beat the odds. But ultimately, a woman never ever win from going back to something. Ultimately, she wins when she moves forward. And that took me a long time to understand because a lot of women will kind of argue me like, well, no, Allison, because I've seen this person go back to this or they went back to that and it worked. Yeah, because they beat the odds. However, initially, that's never the thing that works. Moving on is going to always be the right decision for a woman. Moving on is the greatest gift a woman can receive. So when a woman is neglected she's been abused she's been ignored she has been mistreated i would never tell a woman to go back to that i don't care if it changed or not i will always tell her put effort into moving on put your feet at the door and as long as you're there you're all right see there is consequences to when you don't move on there are consequences to when a woman chooses to stay stagnant when a woman doesn't move on, she robs her life of moisture and she dries her life up. When a woman doesn't move on, she always get reminded of why she should have moved on, which is why when I talk about no contact and women coming to me saying, I broke no contact. And although it was good at first, then he went back to acting like the person that he was. And I always tell them because, see, when you refuse to move on, you're going to always get reminded on why you should have moved on in the first place. You cannot tiptoe and try to beat around moving on. You cannot go around moving on. That's going to always be the first step towards a woman's deep healing. So there is consequences. When she chooses to stay in comfort, when she chooses to stay in what she knows instead of what she can be, who she can be, that is what kills the woman faster than anything. That is what robs the woman's life. That is what steals her joy. It's refusing to move. And if y'all hear my pages flipping, 
you already know I keep these notes intact. I literally I spend hours writing notes. So I don't play about these notes. <laughs> I don't play about my notes. So when we sit in a place that is no longer familiar to us, well, it's no longer familiar, but when we stay in a place that is no longer conducive to our growth, what happens is the woman will be robbed of everything of which she could and can be. And this is usually the saddest death to witness within a woman because everyone around her can see her potential. Everyone around her can see who she can be. Everyone around her acknowledges her potential. But because she cannot see that for herself, the death that we can that we witness within that woman is slow and it's brutal and it's sad to witness because everybody can see it. It's a death that is public. It's a public death when a woman cannot move on. It's public. Everyone can see it. And what you don't want is for time to be passing you by and passing you by and passing you by. And you're still in a place because you refuse the gift of moving on. And this is what a lot of women tend to regret when they get older. So when they get older, you know, I sit with these older women all the time. I ask my love sitting down with, I love love sitting down with um, women who are older, women who are of age, because it, they have so much wisdom to give and they, they have this energy of a tree, like so much wisdom, so much clarity, um, so many stories to tell. So I listen to these older women's stories. And the number one thing they say is, girl, you so young, you know, I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have did that. And now I'm older and, you know, I hate that I didn't do that at that age. Oh, girl, you know, you stick at your whole life in front of you. When I was your age, I didn't do any of that kind of stuff because I was still here. Oh, girl, you know, I was stuck and I had to get married and I was real young. I couldn't do that and do this and do that. I stayed stuck in that marriage. That's the story they tell when they get older. It's, it's usually filled with a regret of I didn't move on when I heard the calling. That's where it always start. I heard the calling. I knew the calling was there. I just did not take it. And now I'm older. I'm way older. And I realized that I had missed the time. And it isn't fear mongering, right? It isn't fear mongering getting older. It's saying it's some real shit. It's these women get older and they say, dog, like I was that age and now I'm seeing these little kids, they're doing this and doing that. And I could have been doing that, but I didn't because I waited and I waited and I waited and I didn't move and I didn't move and I didn't move. And, and now here I am. And when I see women come into my program, my coaching program, and they, they're telling me things like, oh, you know, I'm dealing with this person and I don't want to leave. They're going back and forth or, oh, I'm at this job. I don't like it, but I can't leave. And I hear these stories on a day-to-day basis and I can always align them with, if you don't change now, I'm afraid that you're going to get older and be like these older women with these stories. If you don't change now, stories are medicine. I've healed the most within my celibate journey from listening to stories. A lot of people ask me, how do you know what you know? You know, how do you, you know, gather this information? I tell them all the time. I listen. I sit down and I listen to people's stories. I ask questions. I speak to older women. I listen to their stories. And so from their stories, I allow that to be my medicine. I don't have to always go through something personally to learn a lesson. Just by me sitting down and listening, I can say, okay, that's something to avoid. Okay, don't go here. Don't go there. It shouldn't have to take somebody saying, hey, don't go through that lake because there's an alligator and then you don't listen. So you go through that lake and then you realize, oh, it was an alligator in that lake. It shouldn't have to take that. It should just take, hey, it's an alligator in that lake. Don't go in that lake. And then you just get it. And that's, that's kind of always been my mentality ever since I've been in my journey of self-actualization. Me just learning that, okay, I don't have to always go through something personally to really understand the lesson behind something. I can just listen. I can just sit with these women and hear their medicine. And so when these women told me their stories about the consequences of them not moving on, I gather that. 
And so what I'm telling you is the consequences from when you don't move on. That is how you end up. That is the story that you would tell to your grandchildren. Those are stories that you tell to younger women because you simply didn't move. And again, moving on is a creative process. And a lot of this stuff that I'm telling you is also from the book, Women Who Wrote the Wolves. I love, love, love that book so much. So I'm on page 400, 400, y'all. So as long as I'm reading that book, I'm going to keep calling that book anytime I get. But um, moving on is a creative process. Moving on is in the power of the woman's hands. Moving on is a journey that she creates personally for herself however she must understand that she has to do it she has no other choice see a woman's the most important decision that a woman will make in her lifetime is to do i move on or do i stay stuck do i forgive or do i remain bitter those are the two most important, most life-altering decisions that a woman will make. And her answer can either change her life for the better or change her life for the worse. And before I went celibate, I kept making the decision of staying stuck and stuck and stuck with a person that has clearly told me time and time again that, hey, you're not what I want. And so I kept remaining stuck and I kept trying to see if it was going to work. And I kept trying to see, is it going to work? Is it going to work? And always I was reminded of why I need to make the other decision of please move on. And when I move on, when I went celibate, guys, my life has changed. I will be 11 months celibate in August. And my life have completely done a 180. I still have, I don't want anyone to think that I'm just perfect. I have it all figured out because I don't. I'm still figuring my way out. However, I know that I'm on the right path. And as long as I know that I'm on the path, I feel immensely good. It feels good to know that even when I feel like, okay, I'm not doing so good. I feel dysregulated. I know that I'm never too far away from my path. And I know that I'm never too far away from God's voice, from divine mother's guidance, her love, her nurturing. I'm never too far away. And that's a beautiful place to be in where if life does become dysregulating or I just don't have things figured out or I'm really confused. I don't know. I know that there's always angels here to guide me and support me and love me. There's peace in knowing that my prayers are always going to be answered because I put an effort into my life. And within you know, these 10 months going on, 11 months of me celibate, I don't regret not a damn thing I have done within this journey. So I'm gonna give you guys, and that happened very recently. So recently, a few weeks ago, my ex reached back out. It was literally like nine to 10 months of us not talking at all. Like we was in no contact for a while. And for the first time, he reached back out to me. He had came to me through my Instagram. Um, and he had basically was just saying, you know, hey. And so I had said, you know, what's up? And that's when he had said, how you been? And that's when I had made him this message. And I had said, listen, I just spoke back because I was being cordial. However, we are not going to be friends. We are not going to check up on each other anymore. And we're never, ever going to be back together. We're never, ever going to be friends again. So maintaining this relationship is not a priority of mine. And after I told him that, I said, and I, I wish you the very, very best. And I sent him that message and I, and I deleted it. That was it. That was all. When he came back to me, I had two different decisions. I had the decision of I can either move on or I can go back. However, within that moment, I made the conscious effort, the soul effort, because my soul is intact within the journey. Remember, moving on requires the soul as well. I told myself I cannot allow myself to, to fail during this pivotal moment in my journey, I owe it to myself. My soul deserves long-term deep joy. And he is not going to give that to me. He is not going to give me deep joy. He does not give me the utmost reverence. So I'm not 
ever, ever going back. Me and him would never, ever, ever get back together. Not as friends, not as a couple, nothing. And I told him that we are never going to speak or talk ever again. A friendship is not worth maintaining with you. I wish you the best. However, please not reach back out to me again. I only spoke because I was just being cordial. That was it. That was all. And I spoke, I responded to him in a calm way. I didn't cuss him out. I didn't do any of that. I responded to him in a calm way because I had forgiven him. And that was something that was brought up to me and something that I was able within that response. I had closed out a major jail cycle. I didn't cuss him out. I didn't do any of that. I didn't speak at him very angry. I was stern and I was assertive. And it was because I, I had forgiven him. I forgiven him. When you forgive someone, I don't you don't feel a need to go back. I didn't feel a need to go back because I had forgave him. So, why would I why would I open up a book that I have already closed and that I have already put to rest? I don't need to go back to you because I you're forgiven. I've forgiven you for everything. The debt is clear. So now when I respond to him, I can respond to him calmly. Now, maybe he had reached back out to me the second month of me celebrating. I would have cussed him out, but I didn't because I forgave him. I was no longer angry. So when I, so when I, when I spoke, it was calm. It was assertive. It was grounding. It was, it was mature because I closed that chapter out in my life already. I already closed that out. And after I sent that message, I felt internally great. I felt it was a big hug to myself. I felt like, yes, this was the right decision. And even alongside this remote job that um, I had quit from, when I had you know, emailed my supervisor because she was so sweet like she was the sweetest woman always down to help me she loved me and then I had emailed her like hey um I won't be continuing this position because there are so many technical issues and it's just a lot (laughs) and I just cannot you know do all this so thank you so much for your help I will not be attending tomorrow and she had literally called me and just was so kind to me and so sweet to me and um but my co-workers had reached back out to me through Instagram and she was just like hey girl we gonna miss you so when I when I think of the gift of moving on people and I had to use no I don't want to turn the people please but when you move on people you have you have people who will adore you for that people will admire you for it and it's because when when someone can see that a person is acting from their soul and they are grounding with it they're calm with it it's a beautiful thing to witness. It's a magnetism about you. It's like she knows when to leave. A godly woman, a woman of, of divine faith, like she knows when to arrive, she knows when to leave. So this job I just had, I know that this job was a very short-term job. It was a job that was like, okay, I just needed to get out of my previous job. However, I knew that I was going to be there for a long time. It was just enough to get out of my previous job. And um, when I left, I felt at peace. It was like, oh, now I can spend this week doing my coaching, investing into my businesses, my podcasting, connecting with my girls and everything doing my content creating like I have this week to just really solely focus on myself and I'm not stressing at all because my finances look good so I'm I'm good and I feel good and I feel good about my decision and that's the power of knowing when to move on you're gonna always feel good about your decision now sometimes you want but eventually you will Moving on is almost like bitter tasting medicine. And the more that you take the medicine, it doesn't taste bitter anymore. So when I first went celibate and had to move on from my ex, that hurted like hell. However, the more that I kept practicing that and practicing that, I can now just leave spaces and it's nothing to me. I don't say nothing to me, but I can navigate it. So it's like I feel dysregulated. Yes, I, I'm going to feel sad, but I can hold that. I can really, really push through this and I and know I'm going to be okay. And also the gift of moving on gives you faith. That's a big thing. 
The gift of moving on gives a woman immense faith. She starts to believe things and, and she's not, she can't see it, but she knows it's there because now she has a keen sense and a keen level of understanding. She can smell things. She can sense it. And although she can't see it with her naked eye, she knows something is there. She's like, listen, I can't really tell you that it's there. I can't feel it, but no, I can't feel it, but I can't really, I can't tell you that I, no, I can't see it, but I can feel it. I can sense it. I just, I know something is coming. I know something is there. And I can't put my finger on it, but I know that something is there. And I know if I just keep the faith and hold on, I know that something very beautiful is about to arrive. And she's always right. When you move on, God and source and spirit gives you faith. So you can pray about something, you can manifest something, you can send something into the world and know that it's about to come back. You just know it's a beautiful feeling when you move on. There's a faith that keeps you strong. There's a faith that keeps you intact. So the reason being I didn't go back to my ex as well when he reached back out was because I said I told myself my husband is waiting for me. God has a man prepared for me and he is also doing his own internal work. He is also celibate. He is also clearing out his karmic debt. He is also with his God faith. He is also speaking to his highest angels. And if I go back to you, I'm going to miss this man. And I don't want to miss him. You're holding me back and I will not let you hold me back. So I'm going to cut it right here. Never check up on me again. Ever. Don't do that. We're not friends because my husband is waiting for me. And that's the faith. So people may be like, girl, how you know? It's faith. I can feel it. I can sense it. It's faith. When I quit my job, I'm going to quit. Because there's a job that I know pays so, so much and honors my skill set, really, really wants me on the team. And I know if I just give my life some space now, I know that I'm going to align myself with that job. But I have to move on. I have to move. And it's really a deep soul personal journey. So when it comes down to moving on, nobody can convince you of that. Nobody can make a person move on. There's no, there, no matter how many words I give you, no matter how many podcasts you listen to from me, no matter if you join my coaching, nobody can make you take the journey except you. That's why it's an inner soul journey because moving on requires self. It requires self-motivation, self-devotion, self-consistency, self-love. It requires self-everything. It requires only you. And if you are not filling that space, the journey will not be completed. The journey will not give you lasting results. A woman must understand that she is worthy of the time that is put in into moving on. I ask this a lot in my, in my podcast. Do you think that you're worth the time? So that's a question a lot of women don't like to answer. Like a question that is very hard to answer, right? Do I think that I'm worth the time that it takes to move on? And sometimes the answer is no. I'm just be honest, girl. Uh-uh, I don't think so. And if your answer is yes, great. When it comes down to moving on, you have to find yourself worthy of that space in that time in order for it to succeed. It has to be a thing of... I know that in my lifetime, I am meant to experience all of life's pleasures. I know within my lifetime, I am meant to experience this and experience that. And I'm, although I'm not there yet, I know that I, I will be there. I just have to give myself this amount of time, and this amount of space. And you know what? I'm worthy of that. So let's get started. 
that's how it starts. And of course, within my one-on-one training and mentoring, I help women a lot with moving on. I have a client within my one-on-one training right now, and she loves my training. She loves my training so much. She's like, girl, you are helping me so much with moving on. And whenever I get lost, I look at my notes and it helps me so much with grounding. And so within my one-on-one mentoring, I help women a lot with that. I give great results because I've been through it. I've been through every single aspect. So when it comes down to moving on, you have to understand it's a very self-honoring journey. However, if you don't have a good sense of self, oh, that's a good one. If you don't have a good sense of self, you can't participate in a self-honoring journey. It requires a sense of self. It requires a deep knowing of self. A deep knowing of where self is going and where self can go if self can sense that is there. I don't know if that made sense, y'all. I know I, I try to do a little something with that. So, <laughs> but yeah, it requires you. Nobody can convince you of this journey except you. And alongside the gift of moving on, there comes the gift of forgiveness. See, when a woman moves on, she eventually forgives. It doesn't matter how long, because that process is hers. So when it comes down to forgiving, that is up to her when, how to forgive. It's a completely creative journey designed for her personally. But see, when a woman moves on, eventually, doesn't matter if it takes 10 years, 5 years, she eventually comes into forgiveness. When a woman don't move on, she never forgives. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. When a woman is consistently going back to a space that is no longer conducive to her, a person that is no longer conducive to her, she doesn't forgive them. She's going back because she doesn't forgive. See, when you're always going back to the same environment or the same person, you're not forgiving them. That's not forgiveness. A lot of people think that going back is forgiveness. That's not forgiveness. That's not forgiveness. Actually, it's the opposite of forgiveness. It's selfishness. It's wanting to fulfill your own desires, the complete opposite of what forgiveness is. When a woman moves on, she forgives because that journey is so deeply loving. The gift that she gets from that deep loving, from that deep love is from God is forgiveness. Hope that made sense. I got a little jammed in my words. But she eventually forgives because the gift of moving on also includes forgiveness. The gift of staying stagnant and the gift, there's no gift in that. The gift of, there's not even a gift. I won't say that. But from staying stagnant, from not moving on, there's no forgiveness in that. You stay angry. You stay bitter. You stay sad. You stay depressed. How you clear those things, how you clear those emotions, you move on. So why is a lot of women not accepting this gift? It's because, number one, a lot of women don't think they're worthy of the time and space it requires. And number two, a lot of women won't go on this self-honoring journey because they don't have a good sense of self. When a woman is fully in instinct and fully intact with herself, she can sniff out a death cycle. And from that, she acts accordingly. In the book, Women Who Run the Wolf, it explains the life-death cycle as life, death, life. So after life is born, then there's death. After death, then life is reborn. It's never, ever life, death, which the society always try to mask it to be. Life, then death, and that's it. After death, that's it. It's always life death life after death life will always 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 be reborn but when you don't move on that will not be true for you it'll just be life death and that's it you have completely cut yourself off from seeing what's out there you have completely cut yourself off from seeing the life that can be born when a woman moves on she opens herself up to that portal. She fully accesses that portal. And what does that portal look like? It looks like the Garden of Eden. 
Now, when you bite into fruit, you can fully taste it because nothing is blocking your senses. When you smell, you can smell because nothing is blocking your senses. When you feel, you can truly feel it. When you grieve, you can feel that grief and you can notice opening your heart. So when a woman moves on, because she's not allowing anything to block her, she can now fully experience. A woman who does not move on cannot fully experience life. She'll get a half-ass experience in life. Everything will be half. Everything will be 25%, 50%, 75% because she's not moving on. Don't get me wrong. You're going to always have troubles in life and there will be always a plethora of problems. You know, that you will always have your own set of problems. But when a woman move on, she'll access the wisdom on how to navigate it. When a woman doesn't move on, she doesn't get that wisdom. She doesn't get that access to that portal. So she will never know how to truly navigate her problems because she doesn't move. A woman who moves, she moves with a God. She moves with the feet of divine mother, the feet of the spirit, the feet of Christ. And so everywhere that she goes, she's going to always be guided. She's going to always get it right. Even when things happen in her life, it's going to always work out for her because she moves and God loves people who moves that's that god don't love you because you don't move i'm just saying god he he paid attention to that oh they're putting in effort oh she's making a serious contribution to her growth i can't do nothing but bless that why would god not bless that i have to bless that god loves effort god loves when you and when you contribute when you bring to the table god loves that he had no choice but to bless you. So when you are making the effort saying, you know what? It's going to take a long time, but I have faith that's going to be all right. The spirit realm, the heavens, everything opens up and, and cherishes you, praises you. We have to look after this girl. We have to watch her. We have to protect her. We have to nourish her because she is one of ours. She has trust in us and we cannot fail her. That's what they say. She put her trust in us. She put her faith in us. How can we fail this girl? We can't fail her. So to the girls who have a problem moving on, please understand that the heavens, the angels, divine mother, and God is waiting for you to make that decision. And if you don't believe in that, you know, whoever you believe in, they are waiting for you to make that decision. When you don't make that decision, you don't open yourself up to the garden, the gardens of Eden. And moreover, I want to get into forgiveness because this is a big, big thing. And the question I always get on, you know, how do you forgive? I have trouble with forgiving. How can I, you know, navigate through that? And speaking from experience, <laughs> I, I'm i not sure if it's the Virgo in me, y'all, because I'm an earth sign. And I'm not sure if it's just that. I'm not sure if it's just, you know, I'm not sure what it is. But for a lot of part of my life, I could not forgive. I had a bad time at forgiving. Like me, I back then, and I'm still working on it, not perfect. I can I can hold a grudge like no other. Let me come down to a grudge. I remember everything that you did and said from years back. And you may be like, Allison, when did I say that? When? Oh, I know. Oh, I know when. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, is that working where what you said and did? And I used to be a very serious grudge holder and still just that I have to work on that every day like forgiveness is not the easiest of easiest for me and I'm still working on it but here's some wisdom that I would love to share that I've gathered when you move on forgiveness comes automatically however before you forgive you must be righteously angry so I have a whole podcast episode into righteous anger so I won't get too much in it so if you want to go listen to it then you know I'll link it one thing a lot of women forget when it comes down to the process of forgiving is having to hold a space to be angry, righteously, holy anger. It's holy anger. It's saying, 
I am angry that this happened. I'm going to be so honest. It's honesty. It's saying I am angry that my mother or my father or my my ex-husband or my ex-boyfriend, my ex-girlfriend, my ex-wife or whoever did this to me. I am angry that this environment did this. I am angry. I am angry. I am angry that this happened to me because I did not deserve this. And it's being able to say I deserve to be righteously angry about that. Before you come into this love, light, peace, forgiveness, she has to tap into that darkness. She has to tap into that, oh, hell no, I don't play that shit. Hell no, I'm I'm, I'm really fucking angry right now. And I, hell no, I did not deserve that. In order for her to come into love and light, she must first say hell no. Because that hell no gonna bring her into a, Hell yes. But she must first say, yeah, no, 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 no. Cut the shit. Cut it. Everyone shut the fuck up. I need to speak. She must first say that. But a lot of times, right, women are rushed into forgiveness. Women are told, oh, anger is not a good thing. Um, In Christian audio, especially in Christian, um, into any woman who is a Christian on my podcast, it's not me coming for your religion. From my personal experience, what Christianity teaches is you must be quick to forgive. It took me a long time to realize how that was not right. No, it's not. And in, in, when it comes down to a human being, especially a woman and her emotions and how full we as women are, quick to forgiveness is not going to be a thing, right? It's a process. Women must go through the stages of forgiveness. It must be a, I'm angry. I'm sad, I'm devastated, I'm frustrated, I'm not good, I'm not happy, I'm, I'm, I'm just not here. It takes that to get to the light. It takes that darkness to expose her to the light. But a lot of people like to skip over that and go into the light. Oh no, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not angry. I forgave you a whole time at night. They always think about, damn, that person did me dirty. Damn, I didn't deserve that. Always. Because we have fully taken out the honesty within forgiveness. We have fully made this thing into a who is holier than holier, who is more saints, who is more better than this person. Oh, I forgave. You are not holier because you forgave quicker than someone. You are not more you you are not more of a saint because you forgave or less than a saint because you haven't. We have turned forgiveness to a contest of who is more holy than who, who is more holy than what, when that's not what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is a personal journey. It's a creative journey. It's a journey that is for you. If I want to forgive you in 10 years, that's my choice. If I want to forgive you in five years, that's my choice. Hey, I may forgive you. I may forgive you tomorrow. I may forgive you five months from now. However, that's up to me to decide. You don't decide my healing process. You don't decide when I forgive you. You don't decide when it's time and when it's right to forgive you. Just because they're forgiving you doesn't mean that I have to. And when I forgive you, that will be on my timing. But see... What patriarchy did and what so many other systems against women have done is took that gift from us, right? And it's told women, this good girl at, forgive, be a good woman, love, light, God. God wants you to forgive. God also wants you to stick up for yourself. <laughs> God didn't send no one on this planet to be a doormat. So if you're not getting treated right, if you are... If you know that a behavior wasn't right, God also says, and you deserve to be angry. Yeah, you have every right to be that. And you deserve a space for that. And when you forgive, let that be on your time. Let that be on your time. So that's the reason why forgiveness is so hard because a lot of women don't really, we're not really taught how to forgive, right? We're given this very quick and, and simple, short 
sure answer on what forgiveness is when forgiveness is so deep and so complex it's it's a beautiful journey however is it's it's terrifying it's hard it's it's sad but it's but it's tragically beautiful but it's not tragically beautiful is this is that it's, it's a very complex journey but we're always consistently given this very short answer so how can we expect women to come into this world and know how to fully forgive people when they aren't being taught how to right um mothers aren't teaching their daughters how to because mothers don't know how to forgive a lot of our mothers are still angry about certain things in the past a lot of our mothers are still holding on to certain things in the past um maybe against us right there are mothers who are angry at their own children angry at their own daughter i'm still angry with you but you know i, I tell you that i forgive you but i haven't forgiven you because no one taught our mothers no one taught our grandmothers no one taught our great great grandmothers no one taught them within our bloodline within our generation within our our line of women the gift of forgiveness is lost okay and you hear anything that's my chair the gift of forgiveness is such a deep sacred ancient wisdom is so incredibly lost and in order for a woman to discover how to truly forgive that takes her having to go dig out that ancient wisdom right but no one initially teaches women oh yeah it's okay to be angry it's okay to be righteously angry and if we do tell them it's okay to be angry we are still sitting in a very you know yeah it's okay to be angry but make sure you forgive yeah it's okay to be angry but you still need to forgive them it's never a oh yeah girl you deserve to be righteously angry when you forgive that's on your time that's that's up to you no one tells us that that's the lost gift of forgiveness and so when I forgave my ex, um, that was a very personal journey. I didn't forgive him right away. I was actually angry with him for a lots of lots of months. I was angry with my ex and other past partners and other people. I was angry with my mom, and still just they have to work on that. I have to work on healing that so no am i saying i'm perfect i have to work on it every single day especially with my mom because we had such a terrible relationship and still to this day we have to well especially me i won't speak for her i have to make an effort and okay okay take a deep breath we're gonna get this right because this is day there's still sometimes issues within our relationship and so it's a day by day practice right i would and i know my past relationship my past podcast episodes i had said i healed the relationship with my mom but the truth is it's a day by day practice some days we don't get it right some days we do it's a daily practice right and so going back to my past partner and it came down to him that took a while i didn't just forgive him overnight for months i was angry i was like when he gonna get his karma when he gonna do this when when he gonna fail like all that kind of stuff when i hold a grudge it's a mean one it's like no i need to see him i need to see him collapse i need to see it and god told me allison you deserve to feel righteously angry and i will not rush you on your process and everything that you feel is valid and he gave me that space God didn't tell me, oh, Allison, that's not right. He he validated me. It was the most loving validation while also saying, no, I will not make his life bad because of you, but I will not make your life bad because you're angry. He's a God is a is fair. God is loving. He is vibrational. He told me that he said, I'm not going to make your ex life bad because you're mad, but I'm not going to make your life bad either. Because all I love him and I also love you. And I can hold you and I can hold him. And I will not drop him because you think that you're more deserving to be held. Feel what you feel, but I'm not going to drop him. And when he told me that, it, it uh, 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 I was I forgave him, but I began to get more clarity and understanding. And so every single day, y'all, it was a process of me having to forgive, make the conscious effort every single day. Okay, I'm going to move towards forgiveness every single day. And day by day by day, it got better. Day by day, some days I got angry, but for the most part, day by day, it gets better. It's like, okay, day, take it step by step. No one is rushing me. No one is here to beat me with a bat. It's my own journey. It's my own journey. And some days you're going to be 25% there. Some days you'll be 
50%. Some days you'll be 95%. Some days you'll go back to 10%. It's a process, which is why when, when women come into my coaching, and especially women who had, you know, maybe past partners that they still love and it's, you know, been like a two month of them in no contact, I expect them to go back. Like, listen, although you're in my training, I'm going I'm to I'm give you good shit. I expect you to go back because it's a process. And not to attend, they go back and they come back saying you were right. I know I was. <laughs> I know, I know. But it's okay. We're going to get it right. We're going to get it right. That's the thing about forgiveness. It's such a complex journey. However, you will eventually forgive. And that's a promise that I can make. You eventually come into forgiveness. In the book, Women Who Run the Wolves, it talks about these four stages of forgiveness. And I was going to share it in this podcast, but I'm going to save that from my, for my one-on-one program. So, yeah. And those two, you can go read the book and get it yourself. Um, it talks about the four stages. It is the... Let me get it. In my notes. In my notes. Let me... How did I just lose it? It was really good. It talked about the four stages of forgiveness. And I really want to share it with y'all, but I won't go in depth about it. Um, here it is. The four stages is to forego, to forbear, to forget, and then you have forgive. And forego means leaving it alone. Forbear is being able to abstain from punishment. To forget is to refusing to dwell. And to forgive is to eventually abandon the debt. So I won't go in depth on, you know, what it all truly means as the book is always very available. And I really want to encourage and promote this book because it's such a beautiful book. And also, I want to save that for my training with my girls. I don't want to give their, you know, their stuff out for, you know, when they are when they are paying money for it. So I'll leave that for them. But when it comes down to forgiveness and moving on, it's yours. It's yours to own. And also, I love to mention within moving on, something that can make it very hard is when you're around people who are not moving. And so if you're around people who are still angry or people who are still bitter or people who are not making a conscious effort to move on, that can stop your process as well, which is why when moving on, it's so important to have like a solitude era. And what I mean by that is completely isolate yourself. I'm not saying, you know, cut everyone off and F the world. And sometimes you need to do that. However, what I'm saying is give yourself so, give 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 yourself a plot of space give yourself this land of space so you can fully move on but if you're around different people with different problems and different things go on their different lives it can be hard sort of navigate it a woman must kind of be alone during that period of moving on of course there will there will come a time when you need people and you can go back out in the world again however in those first initial stages those first stages she has to kind of be in that solitude era when I first went celibate I was extremely lonely I didn't really talk to friends I didn't well I did a little bit but I didn't really like was out with people hanging out and even right now I don't really talk to my friends. I don't really go out for real. I don't really, I do go out, but I don't really like socialize with friends. I'm not trying to socialize with the world. Like I'm just, I'm in my own bubble because I know that that's what I need to truly heal. My solitude is my medicine during this time. And what a woman will find out when she initiate is solitude will be her greatest medicine within moving on and forgiveness. Sometimes part of forgiveness is sometimes just going away for a little while, going to the ocean, going to the forest, going into, you know, the woods, going to the mountains, going into your, your meditation space. Sometimes it's just leaving It's saying, okay, I just need to get away from the world. And that's the best way that we can forgive often. When I first decided to move on, I went away for a little while. I love forests. I love oceans. I love water. I love to be in nature. I love talking to the trees. I love hearing divine mothers speak to me. So I go to the woods. I go to the forest and I just sit and I just be 
and it makes me feel so small like my issues are really nothing compared to these tall trees my problems are so small I love feeling small I love feeling like I'm never too big I'm never bigger than the world I love feeling like that so I go to the forest I go to the woods to escape and those things will lead you to to forgiveness it helps you move on so by the time my ex came back when I respond to him, I'm responding to him in a very calm and grounding manner because I've done the work. There is no more than that needs to be said or done. No, we do not need to be friends. No, we don't have to get back together because there's no more that I need to say or do because I've forgiven you. That past is erased. The debt is cleared. The debt is done. The debt I have thrown away is good now. So there's nothing that needs to be said and done here anymore. Come down to my my job that I quit. No more that, that needs to be said or done. This is my decision. That's it. That is it. That's all that's it. And when you move on and when you forgive, it's a it's a it's, it's a cleansing ritual. It's cleansing. It's clearing. It's purifying. It's like Hmm. okay like that's it that's all it feels like a bow on a present like that's like it's a wrap and so when certain people come back into your life or certain things come back into your life you are able to respond respond to it or not respond at all but for those who respond you're able to respond to it in a very loving way for yourself when you speak it speaks for love towards yourself it's like, no, I don't want you. I wish you the ultimate best, but no, you're not conducive here no more. You're not, you're not, you're not needed here no more. And that's it, that's all. And again, it's your journey. It can take 10 years, five years, 25 years. Hell, it can take a long, long ass time. It can take five months. But as long as you're walking and as long as you're making the steps and as long as you are on that route, you're doing completely fine. But you have to make the conscious decision to move on. When you don't move on, you rob your life of moisture. You dry your life up. You dry your ideas up. You dry your creativity up. You dry it all up. When you move on, you restore it. So anyone who is dealing with anything and... If you need a sign, if you need anything, any confirmation, please take this podcast and use it as confirmation that it's time to move on. So when you receive the gift of moving on, I want you to now embrace it. Stop running from that gift. Open it, embrace it, and take that gift. And I think that will be all for today's podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining me and listening to me. Thank y'all so much. I thought like this podcast was so needed and so much in alignment because I needed it too. And a lot of words that I speak to y'all, I be taking my own advice. So yes, Whew. thank y'all so much for tuning in. Leave your reviews. I love y'all so much. I will see y'all in the next podcast episode.